We are joined now by the winner of the 2019 Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, Joseph Newgarden, driving the number two Hitachi Team Penske Chevrolet for the team here this weekend. His first win on the streets of St. Petersburg, yet his 11th career win. And he qualified second for this afternoon's race. Joseph, I think yesterday we heard you say it was an, an okay start to the week and a medium start to the weekend. How are you feeling now that you've come out victorious here on the streets of St. Pete? Yeah, it's a great finish. Um, so pumped that we were able to execute today. You know, I was I was really bummed yesterday. I, I thought, you know, we were, we had a good qualifying position. It was a great team effort being one-two, but I, I really thought we had the pole speed, and we just I didn't fully execute on that qualifying lap. So. I feel like we executed today. We were very patient in the beginning of the race. Um, we had a little different tire strategy again today, and it, and it really paid off. I actually think it's what helped us um, create the opportunity. And we just waited for that, and once it was there, um, we switched it up. We went to reds. We were probably the, one of the only cars on reds at that point, and they were new. And it, it really panned out. So I'm um, so, so proud of the team. Uh, the engine was great. Team Chevy did a really great job this weekend, had everything we needed. Uh, the Hitachi chassis, I mean, everything about it was just was really solid. We definitely found our footing yesterday, and I think we, um, we finished the job off right today. I think it can be hard for people to understand what that means when you, when you qualify second for a race and they hear that you're super bummed. Do you know, like, what, what does that say? What does that, what does that say about you personally, but also the series as a whole? Well, we're perfectionists, you know, I mean, um, you know, certainly if you, if you drive, I think if you drive for Team Penske and you've been in the series for a while, then, you know, you're, you're not really, and you have a winning car or a pole car underneath you, you're not satisfied with anything but that. And, you know, it's not that it was the end of the world, but you just, you want to be able to get the most out of the car and yourself in any given day. And if you fall short of that slight, even just slightly, you know, it's, it's disappointing. Um, so today, I think we, we got everything we needed at two out of today. We were just, you know, fractionally short yesterday. Um, but it does speak to the series. The series is so close and so tight that, you know, you, you, it's, it's, it is hard to get it, um, you get, get, get it all perfect. It really, really is. Everyone's too good now. There's not a lot of cars that aren't solid. You know, when you're a driver and you come into the series, most teams are very, um, very with it, very accomplished, and they, they, they have great equipment. And all the drivers are are pretty stout as well, so it's tough. It's very difficult to put it all together. But um, like I said, if you have the team and you have the experience, then you feel like you have to put it together, and that's that's where the disappointment sometimes comes in. A lot has happened since the series wrapped up its 2018 season in September last year. With this being the first of 17 races, is there anything that surprised you or that you felt was notable about the competition in this particular race and and what we think we can expect from the rest of the season uh, it just seems like it gets tighter every year you know you're looking at the timesheet to start the weekend off and it it just it looks even tighter and it's it's hard to fathom that because you know every year you go on and you get a little bit closer you feel like you're going to run out of room at some point um and but we're just on top of each other you know you didn't see I don't think you see a lot of people that are miles off the pace. There just no one is. We're all within that half second, three quarters of a second window. And when you get that, you can't slip up. I mean, a tenth really, half a tenth makes a crazy big difference. And so you're fighting for all these little details. Um, and, and yeah, you know, that's how it was last year, but it just seems even a little closer this year. Hopefully that means great competition. You're not going to see anyone really drive away. I think you're going to see a lot of different winners uh, again this year. And I think you're going to see mixed up fields every now and then. And that's a good thing. You want that. I don't think you want anyone dominating for sure. Um, hopefully we can do that. But I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to be the case with the competition level. 
we saw a rookie driver like Felix Rosenquist have a great day today. But does it seem like forever ago that that was you that people were talking about in terms of, you know, this here's this great new guy, Joseph Newgarden. He's a rookie and he's having strong performances. You're, you're a series veteran now. For you personally, is that strange? Is it interesting? I feel like I've been a veteran for years now. You know, I, I, I remember people kept telling me, oh, you're, a, you're like a new star of IndyCar. And I kept getting it every year. You know, now I'm like eight years deep into it. And I'm like, it's, I think it's been like that for a little while. Um, so I, I've, I don't feel like a veteran. I felt like a veteran three, four years ago. Um, so, you know, you're just, you, you get better for sure. I think, I think drivers tend to, to linger on in this series longer because experience is so valuable. You know, that's why guys like Scott are so good and, and guys like Elio were, were so good and still are at, at a place like Indianapolis. I mean, experience really does pay in a series that's this diverse um, and this detail-oriented. You know, you really have to be on top of every little nuance. And so the more years you go through that, the better you just get at that process. And it certainly helped me, and I try and be better every year. Um, but it's great to see guys like Felix to get to mm -hmm. your question. He's, I mean, he's going to be a very strong competitor. You know, different background to me than when I came into the series, but I think for a rookie, he's going to be very difficult to beat this year. He's going to give Scott a good run for his money. Um, he's going to give all of us a good run for our money. So uh, it's great to see that. We want the best talent from around the world running with us, and I think he got one of the best in him. So, um, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be tough to beat him. Questions for Joseph? Yes, Bruce. End of the race, it looked like Scott was able to close the gap on you. Were you just kind of conserving the car at that point? Yeah, well, it yo-yoed a lot. I mean, we were, you know, we were five seconds in front, then nine, then seven, then five, then three, then two, then back to three. It yo-yoed a lot, and uh, and really all of it was traffic for the most part. Um, I think we had the pace for him for the most part, all day, uh, is just about conserving the gap. You know, where we ripped a big one was was just uh, on on red tires, and that when when we went out on brand new reds, we were able to open up a huge chunk, and uh, it was just really good timing and positioning. And once we established that gap, it was just about managing it. Really, you know, we didn't have to blow it wide open, and we didn't, you know, need to see it shrink too quickly. But we just kind of let it kind of seesaw back and forth how it needed to. Uh, where it was tough was was really the traffic. I mean. I don't know what we should do with um, with the blue flag rule. You know, we've had this rule that we introduced three, four years ago, whenever it was, and, and the drivers asked for it. We we asked for this rule to be there, but it's tough when you come up on traffic. You gotta you legitimately have to work your way through them. I mean, they're using push to pass to stay in front of you, and so you're like trying to pass an actual competitor on racetrack. It's not a lap car, um, so that made it really tough today. You know, I think uh, for sure. Our Chevy compatriots made it easier than the Hondas, um, but it was probably the same case with Scott. So, um, yeah, it was a real dogfight. It was about managing that traffic, managing your tires, and just playing the chess match there at the end. Nate and then Martin. Hey, Joseph. Uh, hey. So going back to Rosenquist real quick, uh, that opening start going to turn one, I mean, did, did you expect him to be that aggressive? And you know, what did you think about that movie he made? Well, I didn't think he was too – I thought he was just about right. You know, he, uh, he wasn't overzealous, but he's, he's a very experienced driver. You know, he's a rookie, but he's – I mean, he's driven just about anything you can drive um, outside of an Indy car. So he, he's very good, very, very talented. Uh, I've watched him in all forms of racing, whether it's DTM or Formula E or 
I mean, anything, even Indy Lights when he was over here doing a little bit of that. Um, and he's very, very good at managing his car. And I thought he was just perfect. He wasn't too aggressive and he wasn't too timid. For me, I, had a, I didn't have a great start. I will spin really bad off the line. Will pull the gap, and that's how Felix got me. So then it was all about just keeping Scott behind. And I raced Scott through turn one, and I just didn't want him to get me either. And after that happened, um, it, was about, it was really about being patient. He was quick, and he was just the right, right amount of aggressiveness in the beginning. And that's why, what got him to the lead and what, what got him leading laps. Uh, but I knew we had the car to win, and so I was just waiting for our opportunity. I knew within cycles and tires we were going to have an opportunity present itself, and so I just kind of stalked those guys and waited for it, and once it was there, we pounced. And then I know we joked Friday about the supercars and NASCAR teams putting pressure on you at Penske, but... Um, it's think, been a good start for Penske. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, like, I think it's four wins, three series in a week or two or something. I mean, what, yeah. what's that like to be a part of that? I mean, it's... Uh, you know, it's great on one hand, but it also, I mean, it, it adds a level of intensity, you know, because you, you see everyone else in the organization, they're all doing well. You don't want to be the one group that's not doing well. Um, at the same time, if we weren't doing well, it wouldn't be the end of the world. You know, that's going to happen. We're going to yo-yo up and down from a performance standpoint within our organization. But uh, you, just, you just don't want to be that one group that's falling behind. And uh, so far, we started off well. But yeah, they're stout, man. I mean, they—it's across the board. Whatever Penske puts their efforts in, they're gonna—they're gonna make the the most of it. And and they really have—they have a strong hold on NASCAR. It looks like at the minute with this new package, and they're doing a great job. Uh, Supercars—they've just been stout the last couple of years with our with our drivers over there. And I think IndyCar—we've teetered back and forth each year. And I, I'm hoping this year we could have something closer to to 17 when we won the championship. And I, I think we've got a good start for that. Martin, uh, aside from you know, winning. What do you love about this race, this course, this city, and this race atmosphere? Well, I've always hated my results here the last seven years. Um, just never had, I, I've honestly never had a good race here in an Indy car. The first year I came here in Indy Lights, I won the race, and it was awesome. I loved this place. And I, I continued to love it. I just hated the results that we've had the last seven years. But the event itself has always been so captivating, I think, to, to me and to the series and to this town, um, you know, it really, from everything I've heard, everyone supports it incredibly. They love when we come to town here. Uh, there's, there's truly an energy and a buzz about it. You know, it's not the biggest city that we go to, but they really light it up for this weekend when we show up. So I, I love it. It's one of my favorite events to come to. Uh, it's just cool when you leave the track every day. You show up Thursday or, or Wednesday, and every night that you, you go back to the hotel, you get to walk the streets. You know, your hotel is normally close to everything, so you can just walk downtown, you know, kind of hang out and relax. And it's, it's kind of like having a vacation on a race weekend. It really is. So I've always enjoyed this, uh, this atmosphere. We're going to go down front with Jim. No, it's all right. It's coming right behind you. Joseph, I know you were uh, I'm not, not happy with the way last year ended. And then you came back and, and to do this. So how important is it for you to start off this way, especially with the win? And yeah, I mean, no way you look at me. I know I, I picked against you winning today, so I know you re you remember that. I loved your prediction sheet, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, I read that. Um, I know you did. <laughs> I I think those are fun actually, because what if you just got it right? You know, I, I know That's that would be kind of cool I got if you like right nailed last everything. Year if that makes you feel any better. So, but you're 0 for one right now. I know. By the way, so um, yeah, we'll see how this year pans out. But yeah, I I thought we were, you know, we were so honestly uh, when we assessed last year, I thought we were so good um, everywhere we went for the most part. We we had great qualifying performances. We weren't lacking qualifying speed, 
it's just race day bit us way too often. You know, we just we were either feast or famine last year. It was win or not nothing pretty much. Or it was top tens, but for us that's not good enough. You got to be on the podiums when you're when you're not winning the race. And um, so coming back this year, we felt pretty similar as far as our energy level and our uh, commitment. And, and today was just a great execution day. You know, and I, I just, the one thing that's got to be better this year is we've got to be able to, if we're not winning the race, we got to consistently be in the top three, top five. And if we do that, we're going to be there just like last year and, and have an even better shot of, of winning the championship again. Yes, Bruce and then Patrick. And then Nate again. I know it's only the first race, and it uh, doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, Felix is going to be like this every weekend, but with his pedigree, he very well could be. The fact that we you now have another serious challenger out there that you have to contend with on a basis in a series that was already pretty deep, does it really – is that something that you welcome, or does it make your job a little more difficult? How do you view that when you get one more guy out there that you got to fend off? I don't think it really changes anything. It's kind of the status quo at this point. You know, we always get new blood in that's strong and talented, and, and Felix is everything, um, everything about that. So I, I think it's cool. I mean, he's going to certainly raise um, CGR's game, I think. Um, he's going to push Scott. You kind of already saw that this weekend, in my opinion. Um, he's going to really make him work harder. So what's that going to do to their dynamic? That's what I kind of think about. Um, but without a doubt, he's going to be strong, and, and we always welcome that. I think you need the best. I've always said you need the best of the best from around the world. That's what's most important. You want to have strong Americans, but you need the best to compete against us. And so he's, he's without a doubt one of those people. He's world class. And, um, yeah, he was good today. He got some help in qualifying, as everyone knows, which helped him start higher. But even without that, you know, he's going to be – he's going to have very strong weekends this year. He's going to be a threat. Patrick. Uh, silly question, but you win another championship. I know that's your goal um, to get another one. If you do that, that almost moves you to a different level uh, within, this, within the sport in general and kind of pushes you out there to be the face of, of IndyCar. Is that something you aspire to? Uh, I don't know if I think of it like that, but I just – we're very greedy people, race car drivers. You just want to win everything. So, I mean, I, all I think about is just winning more races and championships and, and hopefully some 500s. That's, you know, that's all you want to do. You didn't, the, there's not too many that you can win, you know. So, uh, I, don't, I don't really think about the effects that it – has if you if you start doing that but yeah another championship would be great because uh, you know everyone talks about it's so much harder to follow it up and and win a second championship and then so on and so uh, I would really love to be able to uh, you know string that together this year and be able to climb that next mountain and and it's as simple as when you climb that mountain you just look at the next one and try and keep going Nate trying to think of a delicate way to ask this. Like, you've had a lot of success the past two days. You've been interviewed a lot on TV, and people have noticed that there might be a couple of teeth. Oh, please ask. It's okay. okay. <laughs> did you – I know you were at the Predators game. You know, did, you didn't mix it up while you were there or anything like that. I mean, you? I need to just start coming up with some stories or something. Like, you know, yeah, I got on the rink with Roman Yossi, and I checked him, and he got pissed, and he checked me back and knocked my tooth out or something. He's a Predators player for people that don't know that. Uh, in the NHL, uh, but in the, I can give you the breakdown if you want. It's kind of an awkward thing to explain to people. So I have like reverse braces going on right now. When I was a kid, I got, I had braces when I was a kid and, and I had a tooth missing and they basically pulled everything over and didn't replace that tooth. And it, it it's given me jaw problems for the last five years. And I, I've just gotten to the point where I can't deal with it anymore. 
So now I'm like redoing this whole process from my childhood of to like open it back up and put a tooth where it was supposed to be. And so it's kind of awkward to go through, but like I have to do it. What was happening the last three years is I'd, I'd be in a race car and I'd get out and like I couldn't open my jaw and I couldn't eat for like 24 hours and it would just keep happening to me. So essentially what's going on right now is I'm trying to fix my jaw and that's what you guys are seeing. <laughs> And I also am from Tennessee. I don't know if anyone knows that. Um, I'm really trying to trying to build my brand as a Nashville guy, a uh, bit of a cowboy, you know, rugged. And I think this adds to it. So appreciate you asking. Gonna have a guitar down the road, you know, have some boots, and uh, I got a tooth missing. So thanks very much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we anything. Appreciate that. Any we questions really do. you have? I love the openness. No limits. Patrick, and then Aaron. Two stents on reds. Can you comment on that? Because I think you were the only one to do that. Or only one in the front, for sure. Everyone seemed quite timid on the reds today. I mean, you saw everyone started on reds. Like, they were just gun-shy about what was going to happen with them. Um, you know, whether it was they were going to go off or they just didn't think they were good on the reds. We, we saw that. And, and honestly, when we saw the sheet that everyone was starting on basically new reds, it made us think about our decision. And uh, because we started on used reds, and that essentially locks you in. You have to run a set of new. So we knew we had to do two stints on reds, but we wanted to be different. We wanted to have the ability, once the track rubbered in, to do something different and put those on and jump people. And so that's why at the beginning of the race, I just was patient. I knew we had something up our sleeve there. And um, that was really our strategy. What you saw us do today was our strategy going into it. So I don't know. I, I, I just tend to think everyone was really scared of them today, that they didn't think they were going to be as strong on the red compound, but we felt very good on them. I thought it was a good decision. And we'll finish up with Aaron. This might be a little above your pay grade, but I think we all uh, respect your perspective. The two other podium finishers talked a bit about the purity, purity of racing, and we kind of saw that this time with two possible yellow flags that were avoided with uh, debris at turn two and Bourdais just being yanked off and pulled behind the fence. Is that enough? Is pure racing enough to, to get your work out to more people? Or do people need, say, stage racing? Well, I'm, yeah, okay. That's a great question. This could get very political. But I'll just give you my opinion. I, I like the purity of IndyCar. You know, I think we try and keep things as old school as possible um, without it being too old school. But for sure, you know, we don't, I think with Kyle Novak now um, as our race director, He's a fan of not throwing cautions if they don't need, or they don't need to be out there. Uh, if you need a caution, you know, there's a safety issue, we're going to throw it um, for the most part. Uh, you know, I, I think they do a pretty good job of trying to balance that, and, and that's what you saw today. I think they tried to balance when they needed a caution, they threw it. When they didn't, they tried to leave it green. And um, that's kind of been our goal with IndyCar racing, that we don't need to add fluff to make the show better or make it more interesting. And I, I, th I think that's why people like IndyCar. You know, that's, that's not knocking on any other series. I'm just talking about the pedigree of IndyCar racing. And I, I think it really fits the history of the sport. And that's our bag, man. That's why we do it. So I th I'm pretty, you know, I'm happy with the series. I think they do a nice job of trying to balance it. And, and you're not going to be perfect, but I think they do a good job of trying to be as good as they can about it. Well, Joseph, congratulations. We will see you in COTA in two weeks. Sounds great. Thank, Thank you, guys. You.